is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. How you doing, Henny? Henny. Meow. <laughs> Henny, you speak? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you I see do. how that scared her? <laughs> you scared her so much. Hi, baby. Come here. Sorry, Henny. Two, three, four. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. We're calling it Talk 30 to Me. It is great. Hey. Hi. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Kimmy. And this is Talk 30 Rock to Me. Talk 30 Rock. I don't know why I'm whispering. I'm really in a whispery mood. I like it. Whispering. That's nice. I'm a fan. Welcome to our show. Uh, quick thing is that if you like buying things on Amazon. I do all the time. Constantly. I mean, who doesn't? Let's be real. They own the world. <laughs> Bezos. <laughs> Go to our page on at boardwalkaudio.com slash Turk 30 Rock to me. Turk 30 Rock to me. Talk 30 Rock to me and click on the support our artist button and bookmark that and buy all your Amazon purchase through this because then we get some money back, which is kind of cool. And that means we can buy fun and exciting things Let, uh, just for the podcast i was gonna say like are you saying like kelsey's <laughs> gonna buy like 80 some guy i think it's much more like new yeah. microphone yeah, new micros, new laptop compressor like sort of yeah. mixer stuff to make us sound better for you guys so no. go do that this is about your ears and your ears only yeah for your ears only <laughs> i'm really in on arrested development like, well oh for british eyes yeah only. well spo- yep. there's there's some arrested development stuff in this episode oh we'll so much about. i like well, it's because we started talking about it it's like all i could see now I know, right? Well, this is exciting because we were just like, it's only been a week since our last episode. I know we're doing this now. We're real. We this are a weekly podcast now. <laughs> and as a weekly podcast, we have our guest from last week here again, Caitlin Durante. Yeah. Did I do it right? <laughs> did it right. Hey. Oh, I studied since we last talked. So if you wanted to learn more about Miss Caitlin, go listen. Make sure you listen to our episode from last week. You can hear all about her, her Comedy-ness, for lack of better terminology. That's like an official term, <laughs> Comedy-ness. How did yes. you know? I know, I know. I, I saw it on her diploma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throwback. <laughs> um, we are today, we're going to be talking about the seventh episode of season two of 30 Rock. It's going to be great. But first we have 30, 30. 30 30 30 30 30 so it's my turn today i have a 30 30 um it's really cheesy and ridiculous but basically i got to go to the chateau marmont for work fancy uh we were just meeting with some talent and it was you know i've always it's a dream come true the chateau's super famous it's where a lot of cool people have died i was like i want to go <laughs> that's what i've i if i built a building i'm like you know what i want this to be known for all those famous dead people famous people here. no also humphrey bogart lived there for a while like whatever, whatever. <laughs> it's beautiful and i it was actually really special because i have a very vivid memory being 20 and trying to go inside and then being like you vagabond leave because i was a bit of a ragamuffin. <laughs> rejected yeah and so it was really fun getting to go there and dress up and eat the food but all that being said i was enjoying an evening at the chateau marmont feeling very la and guess who was also enjoying the chateau marmont and feeling very la oh De- i got a text about this <laughs> yes <laughs> That's right. he looked at me like who wait dean winters what? aka dennis duffy oh my heart made oh, yeah. a lot of awkward eye contact we <laughs> tried to send him a drink because my boss was like stop staring at him you, you love him and I'm like, I have a 30 Rock podcast. I love him. <laughs> and so we tried to send him a drink and the Chateau kindly apologized and said they have a no sending drink policy, which Ooh. I, you know what? I get it. They have so many people yeah. that don't want anyone to be bothered. So I just, um, from afar sent warm thoughts and I was just very excited. <laughs> yeah, I sent myself a drink. <laughs> I sent myself a drink. Exactly. No, I just, um, big fan. So yeah. it was really fun for me to see Dean Winters in that place. And it just is he like really how handsome LA. in person. He's the most handsome yeah. uh, and the least chaotic in real life. What <laughs> What is is chaos is what his name is or is no, it mayhem? Mayhem. He was not mayhem. He was not mayhem at all. No, just respect him. Think he's really great. Um, I'm a little obsessed with Dennis Duffy, which I'm encouraged to find that a lot of the women who watch the show are, mm-hmm. which is weird. Like they don't want to date him because weird. he's not the best. But are you not like, into no. Dennis? Okay. Maybe it was just us. Aaron was super into him. Yeah. The other week, and Will can't stand dennis mm-hmm. duffy so but let's you add in what are your feelings on dennis i never thought that he was right for liz oh i don't know though i mean i get that he's not a good boyfriend but he is like so much fun every yeah. episode he's in i'm like this is a great yeah. episode he does have good episodes. he's like a friend from your childhood that you'd want to see like once a year they come into town like let's do fun stuff all right see you in a year 
He just, I don't, he's, it's cause, it's cause Dean Winters is a very handsome, manly kind of dude, mm-hmm. but he plays a terrible person. Yeah. And so what I say, what, uh, the, what draws me to him is knowing that it's a nice man underneath, even though the character is terrible. Yeah. That's very silly, but it's how I feel. I don't know which of Liz's boyfriends I like the most. I don't oh, that's a good thing. It's complicated. Like, Her yeah. dating like life Floyd, is weird. I feel like Floyd is, well. Yeah, <laughs> Floyd is Okay. I don't know yeah it's weird she has a unique i mean i know i'm looking forward to the doctor yes soon. or no 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 future husband future oh, husband my husband. favorite which oh, oh wesley snipes mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yeah he's a great one yeah, yeah yeah big fan big fan um but that's probably the my favorite one but again not a good actual boyfriend none of these no. are actually good boyfriends no. So we'll have, we have to get to the very end for that one. <laughs> but that was my uh, 3030. I got to eat in a restaurant and be very happy to see Dean Winters. So it's a very silly story. Um, but I was excited. That's awesome. Kelsey got a lot of text messages from me. Uh-huh. It was great. I loved it. I'd also had a glass of wine. So I was even more excited. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah. So, Caitlin, I think you have a 30-30, right? Is or do you? I, I no. can't remember. I'm sorry. I can't remember. I thought you said you did. But maybe not. No, I, I said if she has one. Oh, if she, she had yeah. one. No. Do you have come any, up a on the have fly. you come up? Have you come across any the guy weird who plays? Oh, I was at a bar in uh, that bar Edendale, I think is what it's called. Oh, in, I don't know uh, that. It's in like Los Feliz or Atwater or something like that. Uh, I saw Kenneth the Page, whose real name is <gasps> Jack, Jack McBrayer. <laughs> he was there. We got oh, you. We he's got so you. Lovely. <laughs> and uh, another time, I saw the guy who plays Josh just walking down the street. Lonnie. So these are very boring stories. No, these are good stories. Well, this is more. This is become. Isn't there? Wasn't there a website that was like, "Where's that celebrity?" And you could, people would like put their locations. That's what this podcast is becoming. Uh, yeah, because yeah. we're just like posting the locations. That of all website these sounds. Stars terrible i oh, mean george clooney took it down yeah good oh, like dang. george clooney fought it really hard. i remember when it was in the news he basically got people to flood it with fake info so it didn't work anymore yeah it's an That's invasion awesome. of privacy it's it a deep invasion horrible. of privacy dang. so our, po- our podcast does it but in a loving respectful yeah, and two like, weeks and, later way yeah. right, exactly exactly <laughs> once upon a time they were having dinner here <laughs> and it was exciting for us <laughs> no those are all good those are good 30 30s Let's move on to this episode because it was so good. It Kelsey, take us away. Perfect. So air date for Secrets and Lies was December 6, 2007. Writer was Don we- Ron Wiener. Sorry. And don't get that wrong, Kelsey. Such <laughs> well, a different name. Okay. One of my favorite teachers from elementary school, her name was Mrs. Wiener and she was the best. And it was always like you giggled about it for the first three days and you're like, all right, that's just her name. Like, give what me the fact. What were you in? Second oh yeah, yeah. That, you'd laugh at that also like given the fact what my last name is i try not to laugh too hard about what other people's last names are because it's just what you're born with or married into and just kind of part of what it is mm-hmm. um anyways so ron wiener though so he was a writer for 30 rock and a producer also writer on news radio futurama silicon valley and a lot of rested development. Oh my gosh. There we go. Yeah, there that's, go. A, so that's why known I was sitting time. all day long. When we, yeah, I'm like, come on, it's coming. It's coming. Um, and the director was Michael Engler, which was the, also the director for last week's episode as well. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So just like we do two episodes at a spot, a lot of times the directors seem to do that as well. Yep. We're so similar. My recap for this episode is that Jack is dating someone that his friends wouldn't quite approve of. Jenna is struggling with Tracy getting attention and the Frank and Tufa rivalry escalates. <laughs> Or it's come to a head. Guess, the <laughs> real terminology. Those little weirdos. But yeah. perfect. What do I start with? That garage. That okay. So when he sends Jonathan to a, a, a car garage to get Italian food, that garage yes. is the garage they use in like every episode of the garage. Like the one in the future, Liz. What is the garage? That garage is the one in the future. Liz loses her phone and it goes to a taxi depot and she has to go there to get her phone and, and like bribe the guy. That's this. It looks like I, the exact. Which, it's just a set, but I was just like, that's the garage. I thought you were talking about a TV show called The Garage. So did I. Same. Okay, good. It wasn't just me. Okay. <laughs> garage where a man and his talking taxi take New York. Oh my gosh, I would watch that. I know you. Would. <laughs> it's pretty much just taxi but more magic right mm-hmm. so my watch think i thinks i was standing up i was not uh, <laughs> I was like you did it i did not so liz walks in and jack and cc having a moment together quite the moment um and i just love her oh workplace 
I don't want to see this. This is not what's happening. It's pretty gross. They're they're pretty good about making Jack's romantic life pretty gross. (laughs) You never really want to see it. It's true. It's Mm -hmm. true. But so this is the first time that Cece and Liz are meeting. Um, Miss Lus Cunningham, which I wrote it out as C E C E, and then realized it's not that it's C period C period. Oh, you're right. Initials. Yes, it's her initials. And Liz is showing up that early because she gave up caffeine. And it's not going to bed at five thirty. Yep. <laughs> oh, Liz, nothing goes well for her, right? I love the name that Jack gives Cece, Lakeisha Gutierrez Arafat, or a very white blonde lady. <laughs> Isn't that well? That's like a running. They have a joke later about that one woman who they don't know what ethnicity she is. Oh, that's right. And she can, it reminded like, jump me of that between. exactly. Right. Uh, it reminded me of that where they just like it was. Um, what it was? It's it, they were going with um black Mexican and Palestinian yeah. <laughs> names, <laughs> which was just a good safe mix. Yes, but yeah, she's very blonde. It was yeah, very very blonde. And that's what Edie Falco. Oh, yes. Edie Falco. Yeah. Still not used to her without a pixie cut right mm-hmm. this was when did nurse jackie come out this is pre-nurse jackie it's okay i think nurse jackie came out a year or two later did you ever watch nurse jackie i saw uh bits and pieces but nothing the, like not the whole way through i never it never appealed i'm like oh a nurse with a drug problem that sounds stressful <laughs> did and you watch not the sopranos no mm-hmm. also looked scary <laughs> but i'm sure it's not, great not really no it's not no scary. don't they kill people with piano wire oh that oh, might happen i only watched the first really? season it's like a classic like mob mafia movie. Like they like take the 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 wire in from the piano that they use it's for how like, they choke you. <gasps> Why would you take it out of a piano? <laughs> it's a very effective you know, murder not, weapon. It's not born in a piano. Like I'm it guessing. gets put in there. So <laughs> I'm pick, but I'm picturing them like, like snip, there's a snip. baby grand piano in their living room. They're like, you're kind of pissing me off. Chop chop, and they go up behind it, and all of a sudden, like the piano player's like, "Why is this C sounding weird?" <laughs> got it it's like they have a spool of wire your concept of the mafia is really unique (laughs) no here's the thing i actually grew up with a childhood deep childhood fear of the mafia i don't know why i think it was this idea that you get in the i anything where you get in over your head really scared me as a child Mm. where you're trapped either trapped in a culture trapped in a world and you the only way out is to die no, I like swimming pools. Okay. What, what that I've seen? Because you're like trapped underwater. No, I. That's fine. I'm a okay. good swimmer. I was on. I did water polo, so never for, scared me. Well, but you know what? If Frank had been there, he could have helped you because his first hat was Atlantis lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> bringing it back, bringing it back. Sorry, it was a good hat. <laughs> I think that's my favorite one uh, thus far this season. Mm-hmm. He also had one later this episode, though. I couldn't understand what it said. Kfab, yeah, miss it, or kfabe? Did we it, all know what that is? K a y f a b e. I have I no had, idea what that means. No, no idea. I guess I could look it up. Honey, stop making noise with the, the with the blinds. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. I know. She likes the sun and she likes to look at the hummingbird that sits there. Oh, I know. Okay, so kayfabe. Did you Google this? What yeah, does it mean? It refers to the portrayal of events within the industry as real. That is a portrayal of professional wrestling as not stage or worked. Referring to events as kayfabe means they are worked events and or a part of a wrestling storyline. Wait, so is it only it. with wrestling or is it with anything? Um... It sounds like, so that's specifically, oh, that was in professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's blowing my mind a little bit right now. Yeah, it looks like it's just about wrestling. Oh, is it just for wrestling? It's I, not used in any other situation? Well, maybe you can, like, take it out. Like, I think that's what it was created for. Because think about it, it. Like, they're making, they're doing a show about making a show. So there's, like, a really, with kayfabe, it's idea that they're playing off the scripted show as it's real life. And, like, we're, this is what it is to make a show. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. weird. That's just, like, a weird hat. It made my mind grow a little bit. Yeah. There's like a whole thing like some efforts to promote kayfabe have resulted in real life con. Oh wait, no, that's nothing. It looks like it's it's about professional wrestling, wrestling and how yeah. fake it is. Great, interesting. Great. I meant to look that up beforehand. I'm glad I did it now. We have one other hat in this episode, but it is not a Frank hat. It's a twofer hat that says "Mom Expert." Why did he that offend him? He is a mom expert. Like he was so like, "Hey, my mom's a nice lady." How's that not? Well, I think it's more it means of the like, like, oh, I like, 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 I got your mom. I do. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. It was a leave my mom alone. Uh, fair. <laughs> my mom's a nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, this has one of the best lines in 30 Rock, which is when he says, my lover. She is not my business associate. I don't know if you realize, Lemon, she is my lover. Ooh, that word really bums me out unless it's between meat and pizza. Right. Yes. One of the great lines. That's one of those classic lines that shows up as memes all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think of it all the time. I think I, in fact, put it on like the Nerd Melt Instagram last Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice! 
Yeah. Nice. And if I didn't, I'm going to do it this This year. year. (laughs) Wait, does this episode come out on Valentine's Day? Oh, this one or the next one? Next week's does. Or last one we just recorded is the Valentine's Day. We should have said something about that. Happy Valentine's Day last week. Happy Valentine's Day last week. Yeah. (laughs) Glad we figured it out. (laughs) To connect this to Arrested Development, there is a real nice alopecia joke. Oh, oh, yeah. Which I found very weird. Uh, what is it about that? That What is it about Ron Wiener or Weiner, however he likes to pronounce it? That he thinks about Wiener Slav. Yeah. What is it about him that makes him think about alopecia a lot? I don't Maybe know. Maybe he has it. Maybe it's just awareness. Are we, are we going to Google Ron Weiner now? I'm going to say Ron Weiner because Anthony Weiner. I don't know. Or is it Anthony Weiner? I now I don't Anthony know. Weiner. Sure. I'm pretty sure it's Anthony Weiner. Because it's yeah. such an unfortunate... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a deep irony. Don't you love when the world is naturally ironic? I do. I uh, I mean, what came... F- I mean, the name must have come first. And everyone's like, that sounds funny. That sounds like a dick. Let's call it <laughs> Weiner. <laughs> I What's think that's the, exactly how it there's went. There's some movie or TV show where they go, Weiner, Weiner. And I don't remember what it I is. I have no it's idea some, what's it's happening. It's a sitcom. I don't you remember. you look that up. You figure that out. I don't want to Google wiener, wiener, wiener. Well, wait, it was like when you looked up tiger orgasm. It didn't go yeah, well. I was like, I don't want to have to look that up. Oh, her lipstick color? Yeah. Yeah. I like that you just know that that was I a general lipstick color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so we can get back to the Jack and Cece storyline. So now that Liz knows that Jack is dating um, Miss Celeste Cunningham D from Vermont. Um, he wants. I think she's besties with Bernie. I know we said this last time, but I really I believe so. she I is. So. Her and Bernie. Oh yeah, they're in there together. Um, so now Jack wants to have a party so that people can get to know Liz. And so what is presented as a dinner party turns out to a double date with Jack and Celeste and Liz and, and which, Kenneth. Again, poor Liz is stuck at a party again with Kenneth. Oh, that's which is, right. Because she's all his other parties where she's it's the only one that shows her. up. Oh, for, yes. Yeah. Yep. I really enjoy that. But his questions, what is your favorite pizza topping? Mine's plain, but I like others. Which plain, mostly, <laughs> do you think plain literally means cheese or I just like bread and sauce? I think bread and sauce. See, I interpreted it as cheese also. I've always thought that too, but I've never but heard it referred there's to There's no such plain. thing as a pizza without cheese i've seen them what yeah but you also live in la i guess i live in new york <laughs> that feels like such an la thing pizza without it's cheese bread. is not pizza <laughs> yeah Let the it's bread the parameters Isn't it, if it was just pizza. like the bread of pizza and red sauce that's just like breadsticks yeah. right no because a breadstick is a stick but sometimes you can get it's it and about it's shape like, a pizza that they cut it into strips and it kind of looks like a stick. You're really fighting this. This is the hill you're both dying on and I don't know how I feel about it. But, um, so the girl in that scene who, um, yes. Henny, you're not supposed to be on that chair. Ugh, whatever. Amber, yeah, so if Amber walks- listens to this, I tried. <laughs> so when she walks in and that girl, that girl, girl, okay, I want to, I can't remember her character's name, but she's on Royal Pains. She's the uh, physician's assistant on Royal Pains, the hit USA show um, with other actors' names who I can't remember, but about a concierge doctor in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Big hit, guys. Big hit in the Lucas household. Interesting. And she's on it and she's real cute and charming, but I forgot she's on this and I was watching, I'm like, hey, I think it's like Padma or something, but that's probably not it. That, that might Star be Padma Lack. No, well yes but also it's Padma Lakshmi or whatever her name is from Top Chef oh so that might be where I'm getting it too but um that she invents the sandwich bag <laughs> in an episode of 30 Rock do you remember that she did invent the sandwich bag I remember that plot have. I'm a mommy Jack <laughs> now oh, that, okay, yeah. <laughs> she's so good um we're bouncing but I just was very excited to see her getting getting some cool work pre uh, USA television show mm-hmm. doing good that animated feature is perfect. Yes, of, of <laughs> the Space Jam weird style. Yeah, he's an octopus. Which this isn't the first time because then they're oh, it's weird when we see because we tend to hear about Tracy's his you know fat bitch and like who that ninja, but we get some of his childhood. Like, he's clearly been a celebrity for a long time because there's also the one when he's in Ray Ray's garage when he was younger and he was like oh, he yeah which is shoes. Mr. Wizard uh-huh and mm-hmm. now he's in this from when he was with Sha- maybe this was recorded two years ago or whatever films but this is because I mean this isn't he sounds like him in this he's not a kid yeah that's I'm like maybe this one wasn't quite when he was younger but he's been it, the only thing that makes it feel younger is it feels like Space Jam and Space Jam is from the yeah. 90s so I yeah. get why you're getting that but I love Sha- I love Shaq I love the animation and I love would you consider would you call what we did last night sex <laughs> <laughs> such a weird like just throw away it feels like a donald glover joke to me very much so exactly (laughs) what else 
We also see the beginning of Tracy's obsession with awards with this, which is a running yes. plot because it's a, it's a plot line in season um, three and four. He becomes very obsessed with a, mm-hmm. uh, winning oh, awards. Oh, he wants to EGOT. He wants to EGOT. Which so, what Donald Glover just did? No, what was the... He has an EGOT. If Lin-Manuel Miranda is about to possibly EGOT Got if it. Moana wins what it deserves. <laughs> yeah. You know what's going to happen? La La Land is probably going to win uh, that Academy Award for yep. Best Original Song, and I will throw a fit. Yep. You, you, here's the I thing. I will throw a tantrum. Here, here's what I will say. It might not because it's going to split the vote, I think, because there was, two it's songs, two right? songs, which is really rare mm-hmm. and shouldn't have happened. You know why? Because So Humble from Popstar should have gotten one of those, but <laughs> no mm. one listens to me. <laughs> I'm not in the Academy yet, whatever. <laughs> but... um. I think that hopefully it'll happen. Sadly, what happened to Amy Adams, it'll split the vote and then Moana gets it. Oh. Here's hoping. That's what I think might happen. I, I don't know. Think but that all, five songs from Moana should have been nominated. All and five. Nothing else. <laughs> all five. Yes. I, shiny. Shiny. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, we know the way. Etc. So, yeah. No, all of them. All yeah. of them. I will follow Lin-Manuel Miranda anywhere he goes. Did you watch his West Wing rap? no what oh my gosh you ha- he did i know he loves west wing yeah he did a west wing it's like a two-minute rap about the west wing and it is fun. he did it for uh the west wing weekly for josh molina's podcast and it's fantastic dang it how do we get him to do a 30 rock rap <laughs> right. i'm gonna send a tweet i'm not even joking i'm gonna tweet at him like mr hey. miranda heard uh what you did for josh molina's podcast we do 30 rock podcast please help right love <laughs> kimmy <laughs> Big fan. Also paid way too much money for Hamilton tickets, so I feel like you owe me. Thanks, bye. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that's a... Uh, they had just had um, Tommy Shlomi on... Or not just a while ago. They had Tommy Shlomi on the West Wing podcast, and he talked about how like, he had to like hunt for tickets for Hamilton and finally got it, and he was like, I didn't realize until afterwards what a big fan of Limo Miranda was of the West Wing, and I could have gotten those tickets very easily. Oh, no. Or Tommy Shlomi. Yeah, well, how sweet. He's so humble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love so going back to like the awards thing. So Jen Krakow, or sorry, Jenna walks up with this. What we learn later is a cookie. Um, and it's, it's <laughs> I literally think that first one wasn't a cookie because it looks different when Liz oh, yeah. then proves yeah, it's a cookie. It yeah, they were like, they, this is a funnier sure. joke later. <laughs> um, but so she gets the award for best actress in a movie based on a musical based on a movie, which is <laughs> funny because of the what Aaron told us about about the shop around the corner that whole thing how that was a book and there was a musical and then a book and then a movie and like the what jane Krakowski it can go through a lot in. of oh that's yeah, that true whole, how she was how she won it was a, a book and a it, was hung- it was a hungarian play turned movie turned musical mm-hmm. and then yeah that, like yeah that the, it's so it just kind of cracked me up that I'm there like, are hey, levels this is, a- this is true to her life yep dang who would have known <laughs> that's a really good point yeah. i hadn't thought of that Okay, what is the movie he's in in the Pacific Rim? I heard Samurai, and then this is all I hear. Can I say what yeah, I'm hearing? Yes, yes. I hear Samurai Amara. That I don't, I don't understand what the words are. So it's Samurai, like comma, I am Arai. because it's like a reference to Sam. I am from oh. uh, Green Eggs and Ham. That's I was I'm or the oh, question mark <laughs> or isn't that a movie? I am Sam or Sam I am or something like that. I am Sam. I am Sam a movie. Is a movie. Is, no, yes, um, yeah, yeah. But then, isn't there a line called Sam? I what is Sam? I am from. It's it is Doctor Seuss. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. But yeah, it's like it's a play on that. I think Samurai. Yeah, Samurai. I am. Also, every single time Tracy goes, Pacific Rim, I love the Pacific Rim. I expect him to go, I love it so much, I'm going to take it behind the middle school and get it pregnant. That's always what I think that It would have made sense. Yep. It, it would have made, it would have been really good. Yeah, green eggs and ham. I am Sam, Sam I am, that Sam I am, that Sam I am. I oh, do yeah. not yeah. like that. There we go. So there we go. Oh, interesting. So is it, okay, I'm, it, just just help me out here. So is it Samurai, I am, Orai, like A-W-R-A-I. I think it's just it's yeah it's spelled the same way. Is it A W R Y like I am Arai? No, I think it's like I keep trying to make sense of it. it. It's so on the closed captioning, it was Samurai space I space Am dash U R A I. Oh, Samurai's I am okay to be yeah to. I finally get it. 
Yep. See if you watch closed captioning. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not this argument again. No. Okay. Thank you, guys. I was very bothered by that. Every time I watched it, I'm like, I am a... I literally thought it was I am A-W-R-Y-E. Like, I'm a I'm, rye. I'm a rye. <laughs> Which I'm like, that doesn't make sense. No. That doesn't fit Tracy. I don't think Tracy knows that word. <laughs> um, I have decided that... Because we keep track of like weird... Like the cuss corner, like weird 30 rock cuss corner type things. I want to keep track of all of Jenna's weird... Uh, pronunciations of pronunciations of things what did she pronounce her weird? Celebrite. celebrity and we know later she says camera, camera. camera. yeah the, i want to keep track of those because she just always Natural. her she puts the the oomph on weird syllables well maybe uh, we can make an infograph with just the words with the correct way pronunciation yeah, via jenna at celebrate yeah now i'll work on that i'll hire a graphic designer i like that anyone want to do graphic design work for free <laughs> <laughs> But no, she does pronounce everything very weird, mm-hmm. which is a, a wonderful affectation. Yes. It's a wonderful affectation. Um, I, Godzilla. I love Tracy's concept of Godzilla. Again, another good <laughs> to use your uh, t- terminology, bait and switch. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love his <laughs> banter. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> his, his one word exclamations that happen often in the show are some of my favorites i think also a gentleman's barge in newark <laughs> <laughs> offshore i'm sure gentleman's first gentleman's barge the funniest imagery it's so gross <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness um there, did you understand because you had problems with samurai amurai later on when he's thanking the pacific Rim for all the things they've contributed karate karaoke and most of all he says something before he yells shark attack <laughs> he says what does he say wanazami ataku i have no idea what that is <laughs> wanazami ataku shark attack oh i wonder if that's shark in, attack in, in, in japanese, japanese. <laughs> which this cracked me up because well first of all according to urban dictionary sharking so tracy says sharking is pulling, <laughs> you looked it up i'm I glad did, is pulling down the tube top which tube tops were such a thing in 2007 not as much a thing now anymore i feel like no i haven't seen a good tube top in a long time guys Just uh, saying. i think there's like a week during the summer maybe where people might pull but other than that not so much <laughs> get on this people but on urban dictionary they say it has to do with pulling their underwear down is which is more like pantsing but that's what they call it the under like taking off people's panties as opposed to uh pulling tube, down their tube, tube tops. tops it would have been harder to do that to jenna very much so. so this makes more sense yeah interesting i'd never heard that term in my life so is this a common one? okay good i'm not no. alone this is nice no. thank you guys which okay well, so this is the first time we've ever watched 30 rock together i know this is weird um and so it was really hard At least, to no, not, not ever but like this it, for, while doing this podcast yeah. yes that it was hard not to make comments but so one thing i was commenting on is that the award that that pete puts together like so they like grab the, the old basketball, basketball trophy, trophy <laughs> and they like put wings on it and the wings kind of look like shark teeth, which I thought was funny because of sharking. But maybe that's not what <laughs> There was some form of knife thing. Yeah. Um, is that it for the award? Oh, no, no. There's one more thing. It's another Cheers reference. He thanks oh, Shelly yes. Long. You are truly an inspiration. Oh, yeah. More, sh- more Cheers more references. Cheers. Big fan of that. Love it. God yes. bless Shelly Long. She's yes. a gem. Um, the end of the award stuff comes with Jenna. She's all upset because Tracy is getting attention. And so she tries to start acting like Tracy. And we get, is this the first group of Jenna's gay friends we meet? I can't remember if we've done it once before. Wait, I, I want to like back have. up. There's a really good joke what? that is super hidden. I don't know if you got caught. There's the bit where she was like, I had to get out of, I had to drag <laughs> myself out of bed, go, go home, home, get dressed, which yep. I thought was so funny. I wrote, so who is she sleeping with? I missed that, yeah. I know, I know, exactly. Like, who is she with right now? A recently divorced camera guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the last episode went really well for her. I know, that was a good date. Um, no, but I just yeah. love that joke. It is, again, it's such an example of how they layer in this, and it's so hidden, and there's such a sense of that character that could have been such a throwaway line, mm-hmm. but they use it again to enforce who Jenna is and what her uh, sexuality is yes. like. My I really enjoyed it. Sexuality. <laughs> Maybe that's another one of yeah. her. We're gonna keep, we're gonna keep a list. list. I'm, we'll make an infographic. It'll be good. Yeah, I love infographs, guys. They're my favorite. Mm-hmm. I look at them a lot. Um, we just get Jenna with her gay boys, though, when he opens up the door and <laughs> Patrice, bitch, are you here? <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's great. He's fabulous. for some reason I thought that the gu- Patrice uh, is the same guy who played um, Titus. Yeah. yeah, I was go okay. I good. had that I in my memory. Too. Well, and then Hannibal Buress is on later on too. Like that. When is Hannibal on this? He plays the homeless we're guy. First name guys, we're first name. He plays a homeless. He has like a bunch of weird little one-off moments on it. He plays, yeah, he plays a recurring homeless guy mm-hmm. uh, in like season, I want to say four or five. Oh my gosh, I did not know this. Yeah. I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. 
I'm really excited about this. Okay, cool. Oh, we'll and get then, there. but then he's in it again because he was a writer on this show. I think, I think so, in yeah. one of those. Did Hannibal write? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's really cool. You see him again in. There's like I don't remember if it's like one of the porn parodies that they do uh, in the show, or if it's just like a recreate. There's like a scene where. Liz and Jack have to make up, so, but they like do a recreate, like a stage recreation of it, where like a different white lady, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then like she hugs uh, Hannibal Burris, who's supposed that's to in be the live episode. Tracy, yeah. Did I say it's, Jack? I meant I don't know. I don't know. There how is names a pl- there's, they do a porn recreate, but then there's, they also do a live episode. Yeah, in the happens. live episode at the end, it has uh, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus right as Liz, oh, and yeah, then yeah, Hannibal yeah. Burris is Tracy. Oh, that's the best. My dreams of Seinfeld, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh that's interesting okay good to know yeah i look forward to that yeah um does that do it for the award oh i just want to say i really am into that's done with the awards show yes that's it? it all right cool go to your next one back at the dinner party i'm just really into competitive liz yes Be, i appreciate i yeah. like showing that com, uh her competitiveness because that is very accurate to how i feel at those games too and it's just liz is perpetually unladylike and i really love how it's celebrated on this show because mm-hmm. i feel like i am perpetually unladylike and i want to believe in the sitcom of my life it's being celebrated <laughs> not just everyone being like oh this again i like it so i like how competitive she is and how angry and how she slaps yeah. kind of <laughs> yeah i don't normally slap people <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great joke. The chagrin on her face. <laughs> oh, and now she forgets her birthday. Yeah, oh, yeah. which okay. Does that keep to the one her birthday is in the rest of the show? Because well, her birthday pops of, up a lot. Because we talked about this in last season, we made the connection that she said my birthday was last week and everyone forgot. And when the episode aired, that was Thanksgiving week. And so this episode aired December sixth. And so she's saying like it's the right kind of works actually yeah a little bit so I, I i'm not saying that they're completely off base now i think that they're close enough they can kind of because we said that because of her thing with food and her birthday was around thanksgiving that maybe there was something there oh that's uh, funny so I, still, I, you said that last time and i forgot it now i remember it again yeah. and i still find it funny so but i know her birthday's mentioned i'm like at least that one live episode it's her birthday because also yadwiga's birthday um so i know we at least get one more liz birthday mention if not yeah more. and so that's interesting it becomes a, it's a plot point a lot um mm-hmm. and i was curious if it stayed true or if her birthday is all the time randomly for the show yeah i would give it to them because like there's always a chance that you know it got aired in a weird something or whatever but i don't know i think they need to answer for this does this <laughs> Dear make sense Tina Fey, when did you think her the logic was? of this does not stand i'm becoming like a youtube commenter <laughs> i don't like this do we want to talk about the whole frank Tufer thing yeah we should talk about that because that was good yes oh i like that um he says i got a squeezer which i've never heard that is <laughs> no. a term for a hand job before yeah, but that real gross that was, that was real funny yeah real gross he's always a class act very yeah. frank <laughs> real gross he's like I, I got a squeezer from an indian girl in that bunk bed so that's pretty much the harvard experience <laughs> and tina's like yeah or liz yeah like that sounds right Ugh. um <laughs> oh. yeah i never heard that one either i hope it died with this show <laughs> no i'm gonna bring it back keep it alive i'll, I'll go up to guys and be like hey do you want a squeezer <laughs> yeah. leaving that to their interpretation of mm-hmm. what that means yeah <laughs> oh my gosh you just give a really aggressive like handshake (laughs) (laughs) disappointment yeah um okay can we talk about the fact that jack was so again he mansplained a lot but he was very like pretty much mm, feminist last episode what he was talking about with like cougars and like dating Mm -hmm. and then he is super sexist in this one saying seeing a woman with ambition is seeing like a dog with a dog with clothes yeah that joke did not land for me at all Mm -hmm. i didn't like it i don't even understand the parallel like it didn't make i don't get like, it it's nice when it happens but it's just kind of odd you don't expect it i don't know i don't it's, it's just not a good joke no it's not a good joke and it just doesn't fit his character and look like he says some pretty terrible and racist and ridiculous things and it's funny but again the show the women he dates are always really and it's because it's a show run by a bunch of women <laughs> but he always dates other than and even the last woman the one uh emily was that what her name is no phoebe, phoebe but as emily more oh we always well, do this he goes on a date with people that are way out of his age. You always see like actively dates people his age. Oh yeah, he always dates like Melania types. Like when you see him in the background, but the women with plot lines are always really mm-hmm. interesting, like well formed women. So it's just really hard when he makes really offhand sexist jokes because I'm like, this doesn't fit the show and yeah. who he is on the show, mm-hmm. even though he is a ridiculous person. Yeah. Also, it's a bad joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not just about world building, but I that's where I always end up. 
Yeah, because then he makes a line later who's like, when they're in the executive boardroom, and he's like, gentlemen, token ladies. <laughs> so that one actually worked for me. <laughs> yeah, that didn't bother me so much because he's more, he's more commenting on the fact that like, there's there are women we know there's men there, here mostly, yeah it's but... mostly men it's mostly white men because that one guy's like i'm black yeah. uh, <laughs> the only black guy in the thing uh i like that one so a lot. it's more commentary on like the lack of women yeah, that enough. would exist in that mm-hmm. situation uh and how that is now good yeah it's true we really should talk about the fact that James Carville is in this episode. Yes. Oh, yeah. And it's Cajun style. Cajun, yes, style. Cajun style. I weirdly grew up with a really strong knowledge of James Carville. Oh, yeah? Because my parents are big Mary Matlin fans. Because uh, uh, we're Orange County, real conservative. Mm-hmm. I have a very Republican parents. Mm. And I grew up always loving her because my, my parents told me to. So I'm like seven and watching TV. And I'm like, Mary Madeline. And then I always thought James Carville looked like an evil genius. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> or like a villain in like a kid's that. movie. God bless him. Cajun style. But yeah. I always was a little scared of him because he's got very specific looks. Yeah. But he's so charming in this. And I don't. Yeah. What is that? How do they get him? I don't get how this show got him. But they, they got, got Al Gore. a bunch of people. It doesn't surprise me at all. They get all kinds of. I guess they already had Al Gore at this point, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Al Gore's a bigger get than James Carville. Um, I like that. Uh, nope. Hang on. Rewind. Never mind. I just want to know funny. whose idea it was to give him a catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. Like mm, this isn't good. Style. Why don't we make him say Cajun style the whole time? Great. Well, because he's it. known as like the raging Cajun or something. Is that a that's thing? That's like a thing. Yeah. That's uh, I can never. Understand, I mean, like, I know Cajun he's from the style. south. Yeah. Like that's like his like if you like raging Cajun like that's his like a nickname of sorts for him. Oh, see, I was like, I know a lot about James Carville. Apparently, I don't. Well, I thought it was <laughs> every single time I've known like that's got to be something about who he is. And so finally, I'm like, oh, look it up. I'm like, oh, like that's a <laughs> thing. He, he's a raging Cajun. Oh, my goodness. I love him so much. So he is really charming in this. Yeah. He's one of the better political performances because they get people sometimes who don't do so well. Yeah. Condoleezza Rice. I wanted them <laughs> to give him different glasses, though, because I like watching this. I finally this, decided. What if those are just his glasses, well, oh, Kelsey? And, and they absolutely <laughs> might be. I'm just saying like on TV, it's weird if you have glasses that don't have rims that it's just like glass. So, like if, if you're watching it and actually like there's something weird, it's because there's no rims. It's just like his eyes slightly magnified. <laughs> That's well, but that's what Stephen Colbert always had, which was kind of a commentary on yeah. like the, the political style. Interesting, uh, he always had rimless glasses. Did it, did it also, throw everyone's you? favorite like Sarah Palin. <laughs> <laughs> True, <laughs> wore those glasses. I mean, oh. Tina Fey. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> well, political. I mean, this is off topic, but political fashion always fascinates me about like what's accepted and what looks good. There was a really incredible article in. Vanity Fair about like these famous hairstylists for like the wives. The crisis of- in Africa. Right, yes. right, right. right. With my aunt yes, it was great. All about cougars. Yeah. You know, oh, people don't know cool. about it. Uh, good callback. <laughs> but they had this really interesting article about the hairstylists for all the uh, politicians and politicians' wives and like the very specific kinds of blowouts and things these women want for their hair. And I just didn't realize there's such a world of fashion in politics mm-hmm. that is super understated, but it's really competitive and intense and expensive. And apparently only about women and what's acceptable for them to wear right not for them to look like got it because there's no no one's talking about like oh this guy's because guess what donald trump looks like a piece of crap his <laughs> haircut is so bad the cut of his suits are always really terrible no one's talking about that no i okay i know this is harkening back to the last episode more than this one but it's been really interesting i think now in this current climate seeing the book i think there's this weird renaissance of people talking about bush nostalgically i saw mm-hmm. i've seen it happen like three times in the past month and it, like you said it's really interesting the shows in the bush era and the issues they're talking about i think just feel so different in the light of the situation the, i mean this is the new republican regime versus the last one yeah. mm-hmm. it is very interesting to see the feel now people have to bush and watching these old bush jokes and criticisms Love disease's speech about him. <laughs> it was very, very interesting. But <laughs> <laughs> back to Thirty Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a kind of a repeat joke from the Greenzo episode when Tufer and Frank are take off your costume, take off yours. I felt and, that way too. Yeah, that Greenzo said that. Do you have to take off your costume? Do you have to take off yours? <laughs> that I was I that. felt because I kept thinking that was a reference to something else, and I was like, I don't know what I'm thinking of. Yeah. You're right. That's a Greenzo, Greenzo. line. Yep. The Greenzo line. Best um, nickname ever is Dr. Haircut. Dr. Haircut. I know that to me. That was a Dr. Space fan. Yeah. No, it, it also reminded me of that really ridiculous office joke where he called him Big uh, Big Tuna. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he had a tuna calls, sandwich. Yeah. Like I have just these terrible <laughs> nicknames. Just stuck with him forever. Oh, can I tell you something really creepy? Please I had a, a teacher in seventh grade. My seventh grade English teacher called me mud because <laughs> I wore mud jeans. Uh, remember ew. those? That's yeah, so he was like, be for like yeah. A grader, though, Whenever an adult like the label, comments on your pants, yeah, the label of those ew. were like on your butt, pretty yep. much. Yeah. So he was like, look, he was a very, very creepy man. Oh no. Oh, I really liked her thing where she admits that she voted for Reagan. Yeah. Wasn't the '84 election when he won by like 85 percent of the country or something? Sure. It just hit me as a very funny. It was the thing. I know 89. He got 89% of the vote. It was some huge Dang amount. What? Reagan won huge the second election. It was 85 or 89%. Uh, percent. Who was running against him? I, uh, I want to say Goldwater. I'm not sure, though. Let me see. I'm going to Google it. Basically, what I found interesting about it was it's like to admit that. I mean, again, you're admitting something that 89 or 85 percent of the country did. So I found yeah. it a very interesting <laughs> thing. Like I voted for Reagan. Everyone voted but you know for, for Reagan Jack, that, that year. His heart swelled. <laughs> Fair enough. It just made me laugh because that is the year every human being pretty much yeah. voted for Reagan. I did not realize that. One of my favorite political or it's not even a political joke from 30 Rock, but something's mentioned is. Uh, oh, my gosh, that map. Tracy's pretending to not be able to read uh-huh. and he's like I made a I made mashed potatoes out of laundry detergent I voted for Nader yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is the map of the year that uh, that, that election that she's talking about oh my god it's interesting. So, like, Minnesota voted for <laughs> whoever it was. Who I can't remember who it is. You know what? I can't remember who it is because, again, he won by such by a majority. Such a big deal. Dang. Holy I've, I mean, you just don't see things like that anymore. That's right? crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Minnesota was the only one that went versus I wonder, Walter Mondale. That's who it was. Oh, I wonder if that's where, like, Mondale was from Minnesota and that's Must why have been. that yeah. state represented <laughs> <have> for him. <laughs> Wow. didn't even happen for marco rubio though so there we go but um yeah no which is so it just really cracked me up everyone it, it's a really stupid joke but i was just like of course you voted for yeah, reagan in 84 everyone did. voted for reagan in 84 so um but honestly i like this episode i just love james carville in it but that's mm-hmm. all i have what about you anything else? so the one last thing and i was i watched this episode really late last night i didn't have time to rewatch it i don't know if there was commentary on either of these but i was reading the imdb facts and it said that on the dvd for this episode so this episode was first performed live at ucb um on really no- on november 19th 2007 to benefit the show's production assistance in the wake of the writers guild strike oh. complete with mock commercials paula pell played cc instead of Edie falco because she wasn't available the rest of the whole rest of the cast i guess like donald glover had some background stuff but the rest of the cast all did it and the amount of fun they had led to the 30 rock live show that's amazing Uh, but apparently this the reading of it is on the dvd and i just didn't have a chance to watch it wait they do they show it you can watch the ucb show on the dvd that's what that one of the other facts said that the live this was available on the dvd and i just didn't have i read this this morning you own this dvd i have all the seasons on dvd i didn't know that okay we're watching that next time i'm down yeah next weekend we're watching next weekend (laughs) okay good yeah that's really cool and how sweet because yeah the pas would have been hit so hard in that writer Mm -hmm. strike ah that writer strike was fair but man it, it killed pushing daisies i'm always slightly bitter right oh uh, was that wh- why that show ended so okay here's my oral <laughs> history of pushing daisies pushing daisies was doing pretty well it was getting a lot of emmy nominations it was getting a lot of traction and then they obviously paused um and it gave it a short season and then they moved the time when it finally was able to return and they didn't advertise it they pushed it really hard the first year and the second season they didn't push it all so its oh. audience never refound it and then they canceled it even though after they canceled it Ch- Kristen channel with won the emmy hmm. for it so it's a show that should have had a much longer life yeah it's in my top five tv shows so i feel I like this very lot. strongly did you watch um wonderfalls is that what it's called i've seen some of it not all of it i enjoyed it not as much but i did enjoy it yeah um because lee pace was also in that yes, so <laughs> i am a big fan of him so all right what's your favorite line guys um i think my favorite line might be when at the end of that when jenna starts kissing liz and she goes not in front of the gays <laughs> i just think i love the way she says it I don't know if this is my favorite because I have a bad memory, but I do like when, is it Patrice is like, <laughs> your face called or something. Yeah. And it, over. Over. You need to pick, pick it, it up. up. <laughs> like, Ooh, Melissa, pick up your face. 
<laughs> well, then I'll follow say one of my favorite lines, which she goes like, okay, Patrice, that's a pretty good burn. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that moment is really, really cute. Um, I forgot to mention, there's a really weird runner. So at the very beginning, he's like, I can't leave without some Spoonatelli or whatever he yeah. says, a time thing. But then later, I forget. Um, where... <sighs> I wrote it down again. They say Spoonatelli again. He either like call, gives, makes that, oh, this is, mm, he either says her name is Spoonatelli. He like uses that again. Either they, that's what they're eating at their house at the dinner party. Where was it? I didn't pick up on that. Me either. I noticed it because he said another Italian word and I was like, I wonder if that's what Jonathan was trying to buy. <laughs> but they bring it up again and it would really have helped if I remembered how they brought it up, but they brought it up again. Interesting. I have it under Liz being competitive. Hmm. Oh, yeah, so I must have been in that. In that scene. Ugh, whatever, I'll look it up later. But they, they use it twice, which I thought was really funny, that they just use the same Italian word two times yeah. for different circumstances. One other thing that I wrote on here and I didn't talk about is that when Liz makes the comment that her bra is held together by tr- by tape, I wrote truth because I've done that before. Oh, Kelsey. Or like with uh, like when like your underwire pops out and you're like, oh, this is annoying. You like put a Band-Aid. No one else. Cool. Good talk. <laughs> that Never makes mind. sense. But oh, man. I was like, like, oh, my gosh, I've done that before. <laughs> I like how you can like hear it tearing. Oh, Liz Lemon. Just the goal. Always. Hmm. All right. Well, that's all I have. You guys all you guys say everything you felt like saying? I think so. I think I got it. Yeah. All right. We're. I just want. We're just gonna try something real quick, and this doesn't oh, have yeah. to work. But I was just. We you know in honor of your podcast, um, doing the Bechdel cast. You guys have this like. The, um, can you? Well, why don't we go back? Why don't you explain? Can you explain to us what the Bechdel test is? I'd love to. The Bechdel test is a test that can be applied to, usually movies or TV shows or books, anything with a story really, where a thing will pass the test if. There are more than two female characters who speak to each other about something other than a man. So if that happens in the story, the movie or whatever it is passes the Bechdel test. Got it. Okay. So I really enjoy that. And I was, I Mm -hmm. tried to explain it to my guy friends and they've been real asses about it. So when we watch movies, but though we'll say pop star, I thought if there was a male version of the Bechdel test, um, which there doesn't need to be, (laughs) right? but I will say every movie would pass every movie. Though I will say, I like that movie because it ended up being a lot about friendship versus like romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about that. I just really like pop star. I'm thinking about it a lot right now. Um, but this is a very silly thing, but we wanted to discuss if there was a 30 rock test, if there was like a rock for like what makes a 30 rock episode, like an inherently 30th mm-hmm. rockest episode. We were thinking, hoping you could help us come up with a 30 rock test of what makes the show, the show. Ooh. Um, I would say, I mean, what are some of the most like prominently recurring motifs? Uh, I'd say Jack gives, Liz advice mm-hmm. in some way maybe yeah. um oh man i mean there's just so many things that are that make this i don't know it's it, it's i was trying to think of what are some of the really classic mm-hmm. things about the show so you're right jack giving advice and that's a really that's a perpetually used like plot line in the show i think for me it's what i really enjoy is like setting up a truth from liz lemon but then undercutting it just as quickly like her being this like really cool feminist independent woman but then her like having a bra held up together with tape mm. i really enjoy the way yeah. they with the whole show they do that they always set up this like truth about racism or women and stuff but then they're just very quick to undercut it mm-hmm. um because it's a comedy show and it's silly right um i also think hinting at kenneth and his possibilities is a constant Mm -hmm. in the show too and building that plot line no so there's always that runner with kenneth about like what who he actually is and what his story is which we're still kind of exploring Mm -hmm. but are there any other things that they're inherently 30 rock i mean if you just take each character and and figure out what is frank always wears like a hat or two like that that's always a Mm -hmm. yeah uh tracy saying something outrageous or demanding something outrageous of someone mm-hmm. uh i've been trying to think too what other what are other things that are just very inherent to the show um and i think i think that stylistically have i mean every show has the three plot structure but i think we talked about the way they all merge a lot of the time mm-hmm. i think is very typical of this show just in the way um i feel like arrested development often uses like giant metaphors in their show like 
an example of arrest development being the one where they're arguing about cutting it the whole episode turns into one giant rock paper scissors joke oh yeah yeah yeah. and that way where they do it like a long time for a joke i feel like 30 rock always puts all the plot lines into one like moment a lot of the time everything coalesces really beautifully Mm -hmm. which is just good writing but i find it's a very typical thing on this show totally Mm -hmm. any other things Kels, that you think they're very typical of the show i think I mean, I'm sure there's mi- yeah, so much. I so would just much. have to re- go back and like re-examine the whole series. I think it's what you said with the bait and switch jokes do, particularly with Tracy. Mm-hmm. That's like, it literally is, there's probably like five or six in each episode that he's saying. Yeah. And that's just his style of the jokes they write for him. Which might just mean that's Donald Glover's style because he wrote most right, of his right. jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of anything else about it. I'm trying to think of something with Pete. <laughs> just sad. just put upon pete hating his home life like his family his kids yeah Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of jokes about that all right that's all i've got can you remind people where to find you absolutely you can find me on twitter at caitlin durante or go to my website caitlindurante.com and you can check out my podcast the bechdel cast on itunes it's pretty great. I've actually talked about your co-host on the show. I don't know if I kept it, but I told the story of how I saw her performing and eat uh, dog food on mm-hmm, stage mm-hmm. and I gave her a Coke and I remember she talked to me and I could smell the dog food in her breath. And oh, I just felt so bad for her. So I gave her a Coke for free. I hope yes. you don't mind. No, that's fine. I'm glad you did. <laughs> she really needed it. Yes. Mm-hmm. She looked at me so grateful and I was like, oh girl, you're hurting right now. Yeah. That was real bad. Yeah. The things we do for a laugh. <sighs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know but that podcast is really great and thank it's, you so it's much really fun so i enjoy listening to it and i'm excited to see the other movies you guys tear apart yeah we got uh <laughs> i think by the time this episode comes out our uh one, our titanic episode Ooh, so check that out <laughs> that'll be fun um and then any other any upcoming shows um i'm sure there are if you're in la you can check out my monthly show luck of the draw at nerd melt Woohoo! yeah also a fun one thank you very cool um thank you so much for coming on this show oh my god thanks for having me i had a great time i was really excited i know you love 30 rocks i I was really pumped to i was really happy you said yes (laughs) um i love very much kelsey where do we find you you can find me places at redheaded blonde on twitter and instagram and yep all those places all those places what about you i'm at at kimchi lucas so find me there um oh when does this one drop nope never mind too late i should have said on the other episode if you're listening to last week's episode come to the (laughs) virgil for radio picture show (laughs) but too late you missed it come next month thank you (laughs) you can find our podcast places at talk 30 rock to me Mm -hmm. um, on twitter and instagram and if you'd like to leave us some reviews that's always fun oh that helps us out we read them we laugh we text each other photos of them so do it do that makes our lives easier cool well i think that does it for this episode all right see you next week see you next week bye bye podcast for more information and shows visit boardwalkaudio.com don't forget to rate and subscribe now